Coming to you live from Washington, D.C., Artisan Alley, with your host, another white girl with a basic Taylor Swift obsession, Allie Crump. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Artist and Alley. My name is, you guessed it, Allie, and this is a podcast where I give you an all-access pass to your new favorite artist. And I am so excited for this episode. It is with Suge Daniels. Um, I simply, it was such a fun episode to record, like, straight up, like, chatting with her was like chatting with a friend I've known for years, and I just adore that about our interview. Um just the energy was flowing the jokes were going it was just great energy all around for both parties um but not only that Suge is so talented and I am just so flabbergasted um with the talent that she has and she just put out a single called Kintsugi and it is off of her upcoming EP Franklin Street which you'll hear us talk about um, and I simply cannot get enough of Shug, so definitely check her out. Um, but other than that, like, I, I kind of want to, you know, talk about my, my last week, as we, we do, we will be doing. Um, I had a TikTok kind of go viral, um, which was weird, kind of funny. Um, so actually in this episode, you hear me and Shug talk about dating apps and how I use, I typically use an opener where it's, you know, I'm, I'm really exposing myself here, but I use an opener where it's like, oh, pick a compliment, a roast, or a, or a song suggestion. And for a while, I was like, I need a better one. Like, and I kept seeing people on TikTok do the Donnie um, Thornberry um, where he does this, um, that was terrible. Um, don't count that in my impression book, but, um, I was like, I, but I need one that's more personal to me. Right. So what I did is I asked a bunch of guys to do an impression of Blink-182 and I specifically referenced, um, where are you? And I'm so sorry. Cause that's like the big meme song. Right. So I, a bunch of people, including somebody who I talked to on the dating app, um, was like, you should put that on TikTok. I thought that would be so funny. And I did, um, about 370,000 views later. Um, I had two people message me on the dating apps about, um, how they saw my TikTok and I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so there was that, that happened this past week. Um, also, in the music sphere, Olivia Rodrigo, Miss Miss Girl, was at the White House. Um, you know, I think it's great that she's getting the youth out and attempting to really use her platform as we like to use. And we talk about making our mark on this podcast a lot. So I'm glad that she's using her platform to, you know, get like younger people vaccinated Um because, you know, she is somebody who's very much in the spot right, right now. And I think she's making a really, 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 really great um, choice by doing that and making making face there. And I just think it's really awesome. Um, what else can we talk about this week? Oh, um, more on a more personal note, um, I, <laughs> I, I'm a funny person. Um, and no pun intended into what I'm about to say, but I just like to do a lot of things. I like to do wherever my heart takes me. Um, this past year has been rough, I think, for all of us, um, emotionally, mentally. Um, so I came out of, I mean, granted, we're still seeing a lot of um, flare-ups of 
the Delta variant of the COVID vaccine or COVID vaccine of COVID. Um, so obviously not everything's 100% tip top quite yet. But I did want to come out of, you know, hiding essentially because I really have been hiding for the last year and a half um, and do things that make me happy. So <laughs> um, one being this podcast, this podcast kind of stemmed from that of me wanting to do something for myself and so forth and so on. Um, another thing was baking. I got really into baking. If anybody wants some macaroons, I make a mean macaroon. Um, I made an Etsy shop, which I no longer keep up with because it was just simply too much work on top of my, my day job. Um, <laughs> and my next venture is stand-up comedy. <laughs> um, so I, I signed up with a friend uh, for a stand-up comedy class um, in October. So if I slowly get funnier on this podcast once October hits, you're going to know why. Because the classes are going to work. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, but I am. I don't know. I think it could be fun. I, I definitely think everybody should kind of put themselves out there at some point, And maybe this is my time. Um, also, I'm a big fan of finding hobbies that are small things that, you know, really make you happy, whether that be um, going on walks. I've picked up film photography. I love that. I love going somewhere by myself and just taking my camera and, and just, just shooting. Um Baking's another great one. I woke up, well, this, you know, doesn't show how great I am, but um, I woke up this past Sunday morning and I was like, I'm going to bake some macaroons. And I did, and they were terrible. I fucked it up, but I still can make a really good tasty one. Um, so if you're looking for a sign to just fucking do it on your next hobby, your next venture, your next podcast, if you want to make a podcast, whatever that looks like for you, this is your sign. Because um, I would love to be the poster child for saying, just fucking do it. Bro, just like fucking do it. Um, so yeah, that happened this week. Um, let's get back into more music. That's what this podcast is about. Um, as of you're hearing this today, it's Friday. Um, John Mayer released his album. Very exciting. Um, I've always kind of liked John Mayer, but I've never in until the last year I didn't really dive into what he was about, his older stuff. You know, of course everybody listens to like now I'm waiting, waiting for the world to change. Yeah, that song. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I kind of delved into him more and I really fell in love with his voice and his art and his craft and his so forth and so on. Um, so I was very excited to hear this, this, this record. Um, I've gotten like two listens through so far and I like it. There's a couple songs that I think are a little... Not my speed, a little on the more boring side, in my opinion. But I do really like the album. Um, I can go through my personal favorites, which include... Um, I really like, I guess I just feel like Shot in the Dark is a great one. Um, I'd like to know who taught Mr. Mayer um, <laughs> the phrase, why you know love me, and why is that his song? Um... So yeah, that is how that went. What else happened in the music sphere as of releases? Um, Claro dropped some stuff. Oh, very exciting news for my friends in Nashville listening. Um, I bought tickets to see the band Camino in Nashville. Um, fingers crossed with my friend Sydney. Um, and if 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 ever, if both parties, if we both can get off work. Um, 
for the proper amount of time, I'll be coming to Nashville. Um, I have made some friends out there, here and there, over the podcast. If you're listening and I'm saying I've made friends, it's probably because I've talked to you. So if you want to hang out, um, we'd love somebody to show us around, show us the town, show us the good, the the good stuff, the non-touristy stuff if we do make it down there. Um and I'd love to, you know, meet up with anybody who's in Nashville. Um, yeehaw. Um, but I cannot begin to complain about the process for these tickets. So I'm a stupido, and I didn't realize they were doing um, a pre-sale. <laughs> um, f- I mean, I should have fucking known. Um, but they did a pre-sale the day before, and I saw it 20 minutes in. It was like 11.20 my time, 10.20 Nashville time. Um and I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. So I get on there and I'm trying, I'm trying. I tried for an hour straight refreshing because the page would like show tickets and then it wouldn't show tickets. So whoever was fucking around with their carts, I'm annoyed at you. Um, so anyway, I didn't get them on the pre-sale day. And then this morning, um, I switched shifts around at work. Long, that's boring information. Anyway, I'm at work and I have four, four different pages open. Different browsers, my phone, another computer. I am dead set on these tickets, okay? And they sold out in about 20 minutes, I think, that the band tweeted out. But I was literally, I originally was like, best seats, best seats, best seats. Nothing. Everyone, oh, somebody else got a ticket. Somebody else said I have a ticket. Well, fuck your tickets. Stop showing me ones that are in somebody's cart. Um, <laughs> at you, Ticketmaster. Um, and I finally just like fucking just started tapping whatever came up. Balcony. Back of the house, front of the house. I just was clicking away and I was so annoyed. And I also, at the same time, my brother and I were trying to get John Mulaney tickets for Philly because those went on sale today. And it was just a madhouse of my brain. And I was like, I looked over to my coworker and mind you, I work with all like 50, 60, 70 year old men. Well, there's, I do have some female coworkers, but you know, the guy today was like an older guy. And he's like, I remember those days sitting on the street for three days for concert tickets. And I'm like, bro, I'm fucking stressed out today. I do not need that. All I want to see is the band Camino and Valley and Nightly. Okay. Like a, a, a five star lineup and I need to be there. Never been to Nashville. It's my time to shine. And I just was like so stressed out. And I literally just like muted him in my brain for a good 20 minutes until I got the tickets. So I did get them, long story short. Um, and I'm very excited. Um, like I said, if you're in Nashville, I'd love to DM me on Instagram. Um, I'd love to chat about it, either if it's your food wrecks, your your bar wrecks, whatever that looks like. Um, and fingers crossed I am going to Nashville. Um, everybody at Sydney, if you're listening at Sydney's boss, let her take off those days. Um, and yeah, that has been my week. That's been my little weekly roundup that I guess I'll call these. Um, and I'll go through my five top like songs on Spotify and we'll get into the episode. So looking at these, um, <laughs> kind of funny. Um, the first two songs my my most five liked are Laney songs because they dropped two songs for their upcoming record. The first one is DNA and then Up to Me. Um, I like Up to Me more than I like DNA, um, but I think it's just because it's slow and I haven't given it some love yet. So we'll get into that. Um, the third song is called Please Notice Beam by. Oh my god, why am I like, I can't speak. Um, Please Notice Be My Christian Leaf. Um, 
this song I think was on TikTok for a while, um, but it came on one of my sleep playlists, and um, I just adore it. I think it's it's so short. I think it's like under two minutes, but it's like, do you know how in love with you I am? And I just think it's so wholesome. That's it. Um, <laughs> the fourth one is Miss Nomer by The Brook and the Bluff, and I've listened to The Brook and the Bluff randomly on playlists here and there over the years, but I've never really gotten into them, um, and this song, again, came on to another playlist I was making. Um, look out for a playlist I'll be posting on the podcast Instagram this week. Um, uh, a sneak peek for you listeners right now, it is called Hot Indie Girl Summer, so look out for that. Anyway, um, and then number five, because I can't count, um, 17 by the Greeting Committee. Um, similarly, I found that while making a playlist. Um, and I really, 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 really liked it. Um, no other meaning about that. So that's all. That's my, my top five. That's what I've been up to this week. Um, if, uh, if anybody watch, watches Low Key, I'd love to chat about that. Feel free to shoot me a DM. I can't stop talking about it. Um, if you like what you hear on this podcast, and if you like what you hear from Shug Daniels, be sure to give both of us a follow, um, at Artist and Alley on all social media sites, and then at Shug Daniels underscore on Instagram for Shug. Um, I can't, like I said, I can't get enough of Shug. She's just a sweet little bean. Um, and be sure to check her out. If you like this podcast, like, subscribe, um, all of the things that YouTubers yell at you, um, be sure to comment or uh, all of the things. Review. That's the word. If you want to review this podcast, feel free to review it. I'd love to hear your reviews. Um, I, I just can't thank you guys enough. We hit over 300 streams. And I, I it might sound little to you, but it's big to me. <laughs> um, anyway, let's get into the episode. Thanks for listening. open and unfiltered, Shug Daniels is a singer-songwriter producer that uses her emotions and creates beautifully colorful, vulnerable, and great music while mixing genres of all types. And each, just the music is just so unforgettable and your voice is so hypnotizing and I'm very excited to chat with you today. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, so just kind of get us warmed up here. What was the first thing you listened to today? The first thing I listened to today was probably Jacob Collier. Do you know who Jacob Collier is? I've heard. I don't think I've listened to his stuff before. I had a dream about Jacob last night. So he's like this really young, wild, creative individual from, I think he's from somewhere in England Hmm. and has just been going crazy. He he plays like all these different instruments in the weirdest (laughs) ways. The way he goes about music is really crazy. Um, it's, I don't, I really genuinely don't know how to describe it, but I listened, I like put on his Tiny Desk concert because I woke up, because I had a dream that he wanted to make music with me. And I was like, oh, with me, Jacob, <laughs> please. So I woke up and I felt really inspired. Um, so I put on his Tiny Desk concert. If you haven't seen that, you should definitely check it out because it's really- I am obsessed with Tiny Desks. Yes. Yeah. I watch one and I will watch 30 more. I, I like, if I watch one, I have to watch every single one that I like am interested in. Yes. And then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll go on like a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it on and like cook dinner and like make food and stuff and just like let it go through. They're so cool. It's such a fun way to discover new music because it's like, they're really playing like these broken down sets anyway. So yeah. it's like when you, then when you get to the music, it's something completely different. So it's, it's very interesting, really cool. But that was the first thing I listened to. What did you listen to? 
Um, I listened to uh, I Love the Main, and they dropped a new album last night, and I, I waited to listen to it in full. I'm very, like, particular with how I listen to music, especially if it's, like, the first time. So I listened to from top to bottom and I was very I was so excited <laughs> that's how I do too I love to I still listen to stuff all the way through especially if it's someone that I'm really really interested in yeah and it's and especially when it's new I'm gonna listen to the whole thing all the way through absolutely and I so I my brother's pretty much who puts me on to hip-hop because like I'm so involved in the indie pop like alt-rock scene I just like forget about things so he was like you need to listen to Jack Harlow's album so I I'm like uh, you know like uh, you know what's popping but like what what you know what what am I really gonna like it as much as um I do and I listened to it and the way that he like seamlessly like went through the songs um and they're all in order they're all seamlessly like flowing and I was so impressed I was like I I thought I was gonna hate this record. I thought I was gonna just never listen to it again, and now I just can't can't stop listening. Don't to it. you love when that happens? Like when you meet when you find a new like oh like a, a new musician to like obsessed over. Yeah, it way too too often for me. Honestly, <laughs> that's like one of the things I do like about Spotify because we can yeah. on Spotify all day. But I just love how when you find an artist, a lot of times you can literally listen to their entire discography right Absolutely. then and there. Like if you, there's anything else you like from them, you can like listen to the first thing they ever put out. You know, so that's something I do really appreciate about about Spotify. <sighs> the, the, yeah, the whole streaming thing has just really. I, you know, it's a monster at this point. And, and, you know, sometimes a good one, sometimes a bad one. But um, it's... There's too much happening, but, like, I appreciate that. But then it's, like, I know that, like, as an artist, I, you know, Spotify's not the best. And it's just... Ah. <laughs> I'm sure you could speak on it more. Yeah, but. yeah. We, it's a, it's, it's, sometimes it feels like a necessary evil. Um, lately, I've been kind of thinking about the way that I share music, though, because not everybody mm-hmm. has Spotify, is it? Yeah. When it comes down to it. But anybody can, like, really get on to, like, like certain platforms like Bandcamp and YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can stream music from there. Yeah. So I'm trying to, but, the, but at the end of the day, there's nothing like a good, like, when you're an artist and you get placed on, like, a really good Spotify playlist, you're like... <laughs> Mama made it. <laughs> Streams are going out, but then it's like you know you get like twenty cents, and you're like, huh. <laughs> so, it's like oh, but yeah. uh, okay. and then discovering of artists who are like you too is like really really cool for me. Um, yeah, I've been doing this thing, so I. I'm like, I'm, I just recently got on the apps. I am on the apps and a lot of girls I've, I've come to realize like one of their love languages, including my own is like sending music. So I've discovered so much new music, like all these beautiful women just sending me like really cool songs to check out from all different genres into. So that's been really cool. It's really funny you say that because, um, so I, you know, I'm a user of the apps and it's the whole thing. Um, and you know, on Bumble, it's you have to like you know open it to men to talk to you, which is I love that. Um, <laughs> and one of my like go to is like pick like a song recommendation, a roast, or a compliment. And I was like every Ooh. time I do a song, song, it it works. That's it works. Mm. <laughs> um, every time I do a song recommendation, they normally send me one back. Um, and I've discovered a fuck ton of music that way. And it's it's. You know, honestly, I could just do that all day and just get the song wrecks and then just be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's just <laughs> sometimes play like, some song. Be, okay. Yeah, um, sometimes that conversation but, be dry as a bone. Exactly. Um, so, what did you grow up listening to? I mean, I don't really know what the music scene over in Delaware looks like, um, but I, 
from my imagination, it doesn't have a huge, you know, particular scene. So what did that look like for you growing up? So the state is very, very small in general. Like um, a lot of our, our, our scene is mostly kind of... Um, Location-wise, just kind of bleeding into the others. Like, up north, they listen to a lot of, like, uh, punk, punk, pop punk, mm-hmm. and indie rock and roll because we're so close to, like, Philadelphia and, like, the New yeah. area. And then if you go down if you go down south, it's a lot more, like, heavy metal and, like, blues and, and a little bit of country and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, for me personally, though, growing up in southern Delaware, I listened to a lot of gospel because I, I grew up in church and my mom sung. So, my first instance of music was, like, live performances in churches and, like, southern Baptist, like big 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 mama singing like really honestly honestly looking back beautiful and and so emotional like the music yeah. that i listen to um i would and i sung in church and stuff like i don't remember not singing i've always been singing it's just been a part of me uh when i got into when i got a little older i used to i discovered a lot of really random music there was this point in my life where i was i my mom would take me to like salvation Army and goodwill and she'd always let me pick out like cassettes so mm-hmm. I would just get whatever the covers were cool. So one of my favorites were I had REM and I just thought mm-hmm. the cover looked really cool. So I was like this little black girl walking around like the, the country, like with REM in my headphones. I was like, yeah. And I loved like the mandolin noise. I didn't know what that instrument yeah. was, but I even like at that age, tonality was really cool to me. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I like this in this music. Um, and then like Tracy, Tracy Chapman. Um, mm-hmm. I she had her cassette. She was naked on the cover, so I was like, "Mom, can I get this?" And I didn't know who she was, but there was like this beautiful naked woman. So then, but then her music was like folk, and she, like her yeah. subject matter was so different, and like nothing I ever heard. Um, we of course we had like a local hip hop station, Kiss One Point Seven, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like what Top Forty Radio. It wasn't until I think I got into like high school that my friends were playing in bands. And we do like a lot of like, I feel like a lot of small town, you have like, the the bands would always say that they're Christian, so they could throw on shows at like the local church. So we would go yeah. to like Calvary. I never got a chance to go to the Grange, but there was like the Grange. So it was a lot of like pop punk bands were playing around. Um, one of my best friends growing up, Vince, um, plays in a band called Awake at Last. And mm-hmm. like watching his, watching him grow up and like just always, he always knew he wanted to be a rock star. That was so cool and inspiring. And even though that necessarily that music wasn't something that I was like, this is what I want to make. It, it did definitely influence me. Like that community of yeah. being at these church shows and everybody's like, all the bands are supporting, you know, you stay to the end of the set. Like you get, nobody leaves. Um, everybody's looking out for each other. Like that mm-hmm. stuff like that really, really affected me. Um, and as far as musical influence, it's difficult because I just never poo-pooed anything away. Even as a kid, I just yeah. had such a wide, I just had a curiosity for music. I love noise. I love sound. I love stories and words. The Fugees, I, Lauren following Lauren Hill was a big deal for mm-hmm. me because she started off doing one thing, ended up doing another and what was killer in both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and even to this day, like I just, I'll listen to anything. Like send, if you send me a song, I'm going, I'm like that friend. I will listen to it. I'll listen to it. Yeah, people post something on your story, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. Let's see let's see what you're recommending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I say nothing. If it's bad, I probably won't say anything. If it's good, I'll be like, yeah. yo, thank you. If it's like, I'm like, mm, I'm not going to, I won't say anything. <laughs> but still, um, like, uh, when you create music or any kind of art, I feel like it's important to consume a lot of it just because it opens up your palate, and it helps you to be able to create. 
Absolutely. And I, you know, I'm very much the friend that everyone's like, oh, listen to this song, listen to this song. And I catch myself, I'm just like, I already know this song, I already know this song. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, but I have to, like, let me listen to it under, like, their scope. And, like, you know, because I feel like um, when you're, like... Because I have no musical ability whatsoever, um, so I'm here in this this chair. <laughs> we appreciate, it. We appreciate it. So when I listen to it, I listen to more so the lyrics. You know, that's just where my lens always ends up. So I like hearing like musicians t- like tell me to listen to songs because we're like, oh, listen to like this bass line or like, yeah, yes, listen to this, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try my hardest. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's interesting because I am close to Delaware, but also far from Delaware. Also, I could go past it in about three minutes, and you know, so I I, I didn't really realize that's that you know how you were explaining the north and the the south of how it's like kind of divided closer to Philly. Also, like you know, I guess New York. Um, so that's really interesting because I I feel like. In Maryland, the scene is, I, I couldn't tell you about Southern Maryland's music scene, but I could, like, Baltimore has very much more more punk influences, and then D.C. keeps, you know, like, Go-Go is so iconic in D.C., and then also there's, like, a hip-hop scene, and I'm, like, discovering that there's, like, indie pop artists, like, emerging from, like, yeah the the, the bottom of somewhere, and I'm just, like, where like, where did this come from? And I, you know, when wild, I was younger, like, I... Wild, like, subgenres too, I feel like. Yeah, exactly. And it's weird because I didn't exist in a music scene growing up. I liked music, but I never like invested in it in, you know, in the scene. Um, so being an adult and like moving back because I went to school in Florida and the I, I kind of got involved in the scene just a little bit. Um, I, like it's inspired me to like you know put effort into this like putting myself into the scene because it's there's so many great artists that just yeah you know it's it's fun and being so at the good. energy at like what right when they're you know before when they're still close to you you know like oh I'm so glad we can get <laughs> close to each other again. <laughs> um, but just like watching people and and who, who and who live around the corner too because it makes it yeah. that much more personal um but there's been a lot of really really cool artists a lot of artists like will live in delaware too because it is so close mm-hmm. to so many different places um but we have like i think right now some of like the bigger names are probably like grace vonderkuhn mm-hmm. um eyeball is playing firefly this year they're really really good um a lot of like cosmic guilt is from delaware but they kind of mm-hmm. all live in philly now but they're a bunch of delaware boys so they're that's my Delaware <laughs> crew uh hey slow there's some rap there's a really really cool rap community but there's not a lot of press or coverage for them Interesting. um yeah i think so too i feel like the state is a very safe they like to play it safe they don't really like mm-hmm. to be too edgy and i do love living in delaware i think it's a great place to live and a great place to uh, grow up um but it's not it isn't very edgy so when you when you kind of get on the fringe out anything outside of like really kind of soft indie rock sometimes it's hard to get good coverage but there's mm-hmm. some amazing rappers um shout out to zuki she's one of my favorites she uh she's from wilmington and mm-hmm. she released an album over quarantine called zukerji i think and it was it got me through it got me through really? every oh, day i was just like out. big balling like in the kitchen like, <laughs> just like so like i don't know like that me- like rap music is so like you know like talking shit sometimes and you need that i feel like everybody yes. needs that yeah so that really got me through shout out to zuki she's doing big things so 
that's I I need to remember to listen to that because that sounds I, I you know some days you just need that you know yes yes I'll send it to you I have I like say, a, you should send it to I have a, like a little list I was on a, I was on a Zoom call earlier with with the label and so I have like a little list of things that I need to do <laughs> and I'm gonna be sure I already said photo photo to Alley next Saturday release send Zuki I got you you're so organized thank you <laughs> I have to be I think I don't I don't know anything about like ADHD but my brain is always going like 100 miles per hour so but I love to do things I love to accomplish things I love being like I did it I got that mission complete (laughs) but I have to put it down I have to put it in my calendar or I will not remember and I have to do it like right now (laughs) (laughs) it's the only way I can get stuff done oh my goodness that's awesome though um so thinking about like you getting into music you mentioned like you grew up in the church and like seeing amazing people singing so how did that kind of lead into you yourself creating as um just as yourself and not so much following music um i think i for me and writing music never felt weird i just Mm -hmm. was like we're just gonna write songs My, my family when, like growing up they would always make us perform on Christmas like when we were little kids and so it, and you can make up a song you could sing a song you could do you could do a dance you could do anything you wanted but you had if you were a kid you wanted cousins you had to do a thing so sometimes I would just make up songs on the spot so it just yeah. never felt like a weird thing I still have a lot of like my little like notebooks and stuff from when I was a kid and like they oh, weren't good but that's where I, you know that's <laughs> that's when I started it just made sense because I enjoyed it so much Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't really until I got into like high school that I started performing. I was too scared. I just would like watch my friends. I was like, and then in church was such a safe space. But then yeah. once I kind of came out as queer and like, you know, had my own, you know, had my own stuff going on with that. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I need to find who I am outside of this community, yeah. you know, and also in music because it was, it never left me that, 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 that desire and that, um, that thing on that thing in my spirit that's just like you this is what you need to be doing yeah so then i had to find it outside of church but it's it's always i've always just been doing it, it just feels good and at what point did you kind of take the turn to decide um what kind of i mean i say genre but you kind of embrace a lot of genres so what was that kind of process like what was like oh i'm not gonna be a pop punk singer Uh, i'm not gonna you know go do heavy metal what was that kind of turning point for you if i have to be honest music for me has usually always been very circumstantial i love it in every form you know Mm -hmm. um but usually whatever is close to me like first Mm -hmm. songs were written on like a little piano that my mom had bought me from like the dollar store and I couldn't play piano but it had presets on it it had like samba and hip-hop and pop and I would just (laughs) put on the different presets mess around with the tempo and just write music to that Mm -hmm. then my cousin got this thing when we were kids called like MTV Beatmaker or something like that I think it was on like Xbox and so he would be like Cuzzo like let's make a song I know you like writing songs so then that's what I use and but he you know he liked making hip-hop and I liked Mm -hmm. hip-hop so I was like that's what I'm gonna make if what you want to make um when i got and then we did that for a long time i actually had a rap career that was pretty freaking pretty fire like we still look it up flow city shout out to my flow city babies um we did that for like 10 years i think we did that for like 10 years and then once i honestly once i got kind of bored with it i wanted to do something different i just reached out to a friend that i knew who was like jamming too um and i'd see him at open mics and i was like what do you want to make and he was like what do you think about like blues soul i was like that's cool I can do that. <laughs> and then now with the solo stuff, um, 
and that's that's a band called Hitch Coochie. We're still performing, yeah. so check us out there too. Um, and then with the solo stuff, it was just like I couldn't get with my band, and I never mm-hmm. played instruments. So I found a ukulele that was was in my house. My my roommate at the time, Aaron, we had switched rooms, and I was like, "Do you want your ukulele?" She was like, "No, I literally never play it. You can go ahead and jam on it." And then I wrote all this music. So it's music for me. It's always just been very circumstantial. Like if I had like friends who were in a band, and it was like a pop punk band. Hell yeah, I would have been in a pop punk band. That's what I would have did because yeah. I just want, I just love it, you know. I just like being in it anywhere. Very versatile. And I listened to a couple of songs that you did with Hoochie Coochie, and the the I wanted like just like do this move because that's how I felt when I heard it. Because I was just, it's just like like Ooh, like, baby. It felt like like smooth like butter. I was like, Ooh. <laughs> that's all. That's all I could expect. The butter. I got the butter drip on it yeah. too. <laughs> Um, and then, like, hearing that comparison to Heavy and, um, just, I I just think your voice is very hypnotic and it's, it's, it's beautiful and I just adore it. Um, so how, how was that creative process doing it with, uh, with Hoochie Coochie compared to your solo stuff? And you, I believe you have another project, correct? Yeah, I mean, I got so many. I have so many things. <laughs> I'm a big collaborator. Let me pull out your resume. Yeah, I have, I'm a big collaborator. If you can't tell, um, yeah, and then I also did like a pop. I did do like kind of like a more R&B pop song that got mm-hmm. a lot. That was like my biggest Spotify thing I, I think I'd ever done with uh, Moscow Girls called "In the Kitchen," yeah. and that was like during quarantine. They sent me a song, and I li- I was in the kitchen, and I was I told them that I would have something like a verse to them or something like that mm-hmm. by the end of the week, and it was Thursday, and I was like. I gotta do this thing so i was in literally just in the kitchen and i was like put the song on and then i i i just wrote it just like it was like 10 minutes and i was like okay i think i have an idea let me know if you guys like this um i just like recorded it on my phone but i'm very like i said before my brain just works really quickly right and especially doing hip-hop for so many years like you exercise and like freestyling Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of like coming up on the spot and having a band is really fun because you have all this different energy and all these different people and all these different situations. So everybody mm-hmm. puts their own spin on stuff. Um, I was the lyric writer for the, for the band and I would like sometimes play around on bass. Like I'm not really, you know, ukulele is new for me, but I never really mm-hmm. played too many instruments. Um, but I would like come up with a bass line and then take it to them and it would never end up like how it sounded in my head but that never bothered me because I was like y'all are so good like this is (laughs) fantastic um and then writing solo stuff I feel like it's just it's it feels like doing it feels like working out or like doing Mm push-ups which I don't mind doing those either so those like they're not me (laughs) (laughs) that's okay that's all right um it's just it's like it's I, I wouldn't say it's harder Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just more challenging, if that makes sense. Like, I'm going to yeah. do it. It feels good. It's still fun. But I, now I'm like, I have a bit of a learning curve because I have mm-hmm. to learn how to make it while also being like, I need to get this out of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. And I, I think it's so impressive, too, because um, there's when I look at that and think about the concept concept of me, I mean, again, no creative ability or musical talent, um, but like going from this very big collaborative environment to me doing it by myself, I almost think that like I would very much prefer like doing it alone. And I've always been like that type of way of like, if I'm going to do something, I like everybody else is just going to like just 
follow along. Like, I, I need to just do, like, put my brain and, like, everybody else is just going to confuse me. You guys, yeah, you guys got to freak off, man. I'm getting something done. <laughs> like, I, I just got to do it. Um, so it's really interesting um, thinking about doing that in a more so creative musical aspect. Um I think that's awesome. And, you know, if you want to go ahead and join Pop Punk Band, I'll listen. Um, (laughs) Like, I'll follow along. Let's get it. Kind of be like, you know who I love for that? Willow Smith. Oh, oh can you even God. believe that we get to share this thing? She's like our flick. She's like our David Bowie. She's so oh, yeah. cool. She her fashion sense is ridiculous. She's done so many genres and killed every single one. I am crazy about her. I can't front. I think that very like I I think she's being very underrated at the moment, and I think people are like, oh, I love this song, but this you know, this song that uh, transparent. That's the name. I I literally my brain again it goes my brain. <laughs> transparent, oh. transparent. So yeah. Trans- and I'm just like, yeah, you guys like the song, but like, y- will you be paying attention when she switches it up again in three years and kills the game again? Yes. Like, like let's, let's let's pay, pay attention, attention here. Like, yes. it's not just a a re like you know, whip my hair and then transitioning to the like we're yeah, gonna talk, talk about, about this. this because and there's there's so iconic. much cool stuff in between too. There's so right. many so much right. cool stuff. She dropped the album and I'll never forget because it was the same day that Hoochie Coochie dropped our EP. So I was like, dang, we're competing with that. But of course. <laughs> I had to listen to it, but she dropped an album called Rise on mm-hmm. November 6th, and it is like nothing I've ever heard in my life. It's like low-key spiritual. It's like a low-key mm-hmm. spiritual album um, without really kind of having in, any like denomination. Like she has a lot yeah. of like just she she does have a lot of like um, I think they might be Buddhist chants in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like she's got a lot of like acoustic mix going on but there's still like this like beautiful kind of like production in it but it's not I don't know I can't describe it there's like <laughs> you gotta listen to it but it's like when I'm having when I'm having like a self care day mm-hmm. I'll like I put that album on it, it just makes me feel like I'm being healed <laughs> it's so good but then like yeah then you can jam out she's doing like Transparent Soul with freaking Travis Barker what the freak and then, she, and then she just dropped another one that's just like Girl, what are you doing to me? Unstoppable. And please just don't ever stop. <laughs> yes, stop. But also don't. Also, like, don't. <laughs> don't let him sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I'm kind of curious um, to hear because you just signed with Weird Sister Records. You're the first, first artist on the label. We love to hear it. We love to see it. And they have a very big focus on providing a safe space to women, trans, and non-binary people in creative industries, which I think is so incredible. And especially in like a day and age where it's we we really need to focus on highlighting those artists because they're you know not the ones that are being promoted most yeah like now. willow smith like i can't believe it right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally willow smith is a perfect example it's like so incredible her musical career so far but you don't really hear about her too much because everybody's right. so focused on like these dudes all the time you know yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, so I'm I'm curious of, you know, why, like, you know, it's kind of, you know, you wanted to make that choice, obviously, to sign to them. But I just kind of want to hear it from your mouth, like why you chose to do that and make that choice with them. Oh, man. So I had known uh, one of the owners. It's Deanna and Madison. And I'd known mm-hmm. Deanna from, like, 
she used to work with a cunt records and my friend grace wonderkin at the time was signed with them so mm-hmm. i had known her name i knew she was like in the industry doing her thing and uh, then she i also would meet up with her because she plays in a band called powerline shout out to powerlines they just dropped an album Mm-mm. and she was like her energy was just great you know she was like yeah. chill and laid back but then the moment she got on stage she like had all this crazy energy and it was like so fun and i could relate i could see myself in that i was like yeah mm-hmm. um so it was her who was approaching me so i already was like all right we are we're starting this conversation for sure like i'm very interested but yeah. heavy was actually already out heavy was out and it was mm-hmm. kind of like a mix it was like i didn't know what i was going to do with the music i just knew that yeah. i had it it was recorded and i was going to just put it out um and then she said hey i'm starting to label with my buddy and we you know we really interested in maybe re-releasing this song you know the song for you mm-hmm. and they had sent me like their website and i read all their stuff i love the branding i can't front i'm like a sucker for some good branding like yours is great too by the way i love all the colors <laughs> everything's looking good um so i love the branding i am the mm-hmm. weird sister so like the name really resonated with me too i have two brothers i have an older brother and younger brother they love me to death mm-hmm. i know they do but i am the weird sister i've always been the weird <laughs> sister so the name got me um, and then our chat was just great. I just, whenever mm-hmm. we would talk on Zoom or like in text, I just felt like I had known these girls forever. And yeah. uh, even just like, I never feel weird about stuff. Like we have a show next week in Brooklyn that I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. It's at, yes, it's at um, Our Wicked Lady in Brooklyn. Melanie Faye, who was like, that's humongous that she's going to be, she's headlining. And then we have Sedona, who's like this really, really cool, uh, uh, like pop band. Um mm-hmm. And I, they booked a photo shoot for me the next day. And I was like, can I stay at your house? And she was like, of course you can stay at my house. So I just, the vibe, if I have to be honest, when I look back in my life, a lot of my gut instincts were correct. And mm-hmm. whenever I would try to fight that, I would always look back and like, dang, I should have this or I shouldn't have did this. And yeah. all signs pointed to yes. I really wasn't, like I wasn't looking to be signed to a label or anything like that, especially mm-hmm. not for the solo stuff because I've been yeah. working with Hoochie Coochie for like the last five years and I was that was kind of like my main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also an opportunist. So I was like, all right, they have the fire and the energy. I got the fire and the energy. Let's just like see what we can do together. We might, you know, yeah. make a, we put something out and it'll be cool and we can say we did it thing or like maybe like we freaking take over the world baby (laughs) but their mission made me excited because i was like all right i'm gonna make you proud because this is great i want to do a good job for you guys and uh or for you ladies and you know as long as y'all work hard i'll work hard It's like overwhelming. You're like, I just can't even take it. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think. I'm having the best time. And I feel like because we we don't have as much to lose. Like, we're all in debt. 
Like, it doesn't matter. I remember growing up and, like, just feeling like the older women would always be like, you got to watch your back because these girls out here are trying to. And, like, I don't experience that at all. I have such an amazing time working with other women. I've had nothing but good experiences working with females recently. It's it's been so fun. And I love it because, like, even, like, right now, as far as, like, music-wise, I'm listening Mm -hmm. to mostly females. And it's not even because I'm, like... I don't want to listen to no dudes. This, their stories are different. They're telling me yeah. different stories. I can relate in a different way. And it just feels so good. There's this one artist I've been listening to a lot. I think her name is like Faye Webster or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. She is so weird <laughs> and cool. Her voice is amazing. She's talking about, like, her stories are different. They're just not yeah. this. I feel like I don't, I'm not listening to the same thing again and again and again when I'm listening to these, these female artists. Yeah, and I it's interesting you say that because I with my chat with Okay Cool we were talking about because I grew up only listening to like pop punk and like emo and I was like the emo of emo and it's like how did I as like <laughs> an angry 13-year-old girl relate to these 26-year-old men screaming? Like like yes I liked it and like who upset me at that age to that extent but <laughs> but it's like I am so thankful that, like, future, like, you know, young people can listen to all of these artists and all of these stories, and all of them are highlighted. And, like, I had this, like, big affinity, like, against Casey Musgraves for the longest time. Yeah. Do not ask me why. I just hated her for no reason. You know? Good standard for nothing. For no reason, I could not stand her. And I don't know if it's because I, like, my parents would take me to a lot of country concerts growing up and I was always mad. I was always Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, whatever, whatever. And that was all the country music I grew up listening to. I never really listened to like, I mean, I did a little bit Carrie Underwood, you know, that's behind me now. Um, So, (laughs) so when I listened to her, I was like, nah, nah. And then I just hated her. So I think that like, I grew up under that realm of like, only like men singers were like what I wanted to listen to. So I'm growing into that, like finally listen, listening to like female voices and I'm, I'm just, just so, so happy. happy. I'm just yeah. So happy. And it is. It's so cool because kids at a younger age have access to way more music than we did too. Like yeah. we literally only listened to what was on the radio and you know, what was on those little, uh, what are you what are you like 24 23 yeah i'm 24 okay did you did you remember like those little bit clips yes you remember that? like that was it that was like our that was our musical palette that's all we really had but now these kids have spotify they have uh pandora and they have access to all this music you had to pay 1999 for a cd just to find you don't like it yes uh, i used to be in like f fye i think it was called yeah. and like you'd have like the music that would come out yes. and you would just like go through and like listen but now they have like I'm excited to see what music is going to do because, like I said before, yeah. that when you open up your musical palette, it allows you to create all different kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see how music is going to develop. It's going to be really, really wild. Yeah, and I think that, like, um, I automatically think of Olivia Rodrigo and, like, that has been, like, a whole thing for me right now. But, like, the way that she is pulled from her, because she's 18, 17, 18, and she's already pulled from, like, Haley Williams, Billie Eilish, Taylor Swift, and, like, that alone for the pop scene is really great because, like, it kind of shows, like, the last, you know, 10 years of how pop, typical, you know, radio music has changed, and that alone is, a great, I think, a great example for, you know, specifically, like, radio stuff right now. And obviously, Willow Smith, we've already talked to... <laughs> 
Have you heard of Arlo Parks? She like Arlo Parks. Yes, I love. I love Arlo Parks. She's also like another like extremely young, but she writes. I only listen to. I don't haven't like dove into information. She like when I was listening. I was listening to a lot of Arlo when I was recording the music for this EP. Yeah. So I was just like, wow, this is so crazy good. Because you can also, once again, just hear all these different influences. And mm-hmm. then I and then I didn't even know. I'm like, she's 19? She's 19 years old? And like her, her lyrics are so deep. And they're yeah. so vulnerable. Like she touches on a lot of like depression and like the real emo stuff. Like the yeah. real, real. I mean, like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love My Chemical Romance. That was my first <laughs> band poster. I still love My Chemical Romance. Yeah. I will man Ooh, don't get me started i forgot i was talking about just thinking about how much i love my chemical romance but all the parts yeah just like her ability to hear all this music you know and grow up in a situation where she has access to more music it allows her to yeah. write that kind of music at that young of an age mm-hmm it's, it's, it's funny because, like, the only reason why I found Arlo Parks, because, like, it wasn't popping up on, you know, my Spotify weeklies and stuff like that, is because I shoot film and I was, like, looking for a song and Portra 400 came up. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and I sent it to my friend and I was like, are we digging it? And we were like, yeah, we're digging it. And then he, he was like, oh, like, I actually, like, already heard, like, a few of her songs. So I'm, like... I, I think she's just so talented and I didn't realize she was that young and that's amazing and now I'm very excited to like yes. keep listening to her yes when we get done I, I got another thing I gotta send you cause she just dropped <laughs> a music video she dropped a music video um I can't remember which song, but it's so cool. Like oh, so she's so creative. Like I'm always like very excited to see yeah. who she who what she makes and who she collabs with because I feel like she's kind of one of those beautiful human beings that is just like so expressive. Just to just to look at her, it just she doesn't look like anybody else. I just yeah. love it. You know everything everything about what she represents for me is just like so cool. I wish I had like an Arlo Parks when I was a little girl because that would have blown yeah. my mind for sure. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. Yes. And um, kind of leaning into a conversation about Kintsugi, um, the last couple years has been, you know, I can't even begin to explain because, you know, I'm not a person of color, but for people of color, it's been a lot and overwhelming and, you know, emotional and all of these things. Um, So can you kind of talk about how like that has led into the song Kintsugi? Yeah, yeah. I think it's been emotional for everybody because even if you aren't necessarily a person of color, the conversations that were being had at our dinner tables are now being had at all dinner tables. Yeah. (laughs) So like a lot of this stuff isn't isn't new for us. It's just Mm -hmm. it's very interesting to see the rest of the world and finally acknowledge it to finally Mm -hmm. be like, you know what? This is stolen land. (laughs) This is we stole this land and we, you know, we treat them like trash. Like, what are we going to do or not? We can't ignore it anymore. We got TikTok. (laughs) You can't. That's where your kids are. Your kids are going to be like, Mom, Dad, this is wrong. We're on stolen land. You know, like we treat people of color completely different than we than we treat each other uh, and we have to stop I mean like even if you just think about like what the idea of beauty is it's very Mm -hmm. cis white female like that what what is supposed to be beautiful so yeah it's but now with with technology and and with even think like I said like TikTok like a lot there's just Mm -hmm. so many people who are like let's correct this behavior so it has been um I mean it has been very emotional but in mm-hmm. many good in many good ways in many many yeah. good ways um 
I think I had people who have never really acknowledged me that were in my kind of my friend circle that all kind of like reached out for a while, for a long while that were just like, are you good? Like, have, do you need anything? Like, have I ever made you feel like I just, some people would just be like, I just want you to know I appreciate you. And I know I don't say it because I don't think to say it, but now I know that I need to. You're wanted in our circles. You're wanted in our space. And that feels good, you know, because as a black person, especially growing up in, in like Southern Delaware, I very often would be the only black person person in the room at a party Mm -hmm. I'd be the only you know one of two or three black kids in a classroom and I don't think a lot of people who are non-white think about what that feels like to constantly Mm -hmm. be in a space where you are a minority they don't think about that because they're just like I don't see color maybe you think that you don't and honestly maybe you should because it's nice to just be aware of who's around you you know so you don't come across as a dick or 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 an asshole you know it's I don't know it's 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 wild and um I feel like as a musician it's a really good time because people want to know they're like okay well Mm -hmm. let me put more people of color on my Spotify playlist let me put Mm -hmm. more more queer people uh more LGBTQ plus like let me put anything other than what I've been listening to because experiencing each other's art is how we get to know each other. Yeah. You know, like I grew up loving, uh, um, you know, a lot of, I can't remember the name, but it's like that, the the 16 candles and like all that stuff. Like I knew what white culture was. I knew what that, yeah. I knew what it looked like. So when I recognized, when I seen it, when I was in it, it didn't really make me uncomfortable because that's what was in the movies and on television. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like people who are like, you know, a non-straight, non, you know, of color, they're, re- they're purposely going out to discover what it, what our stories are and i think that's beautiful it's very nice i grew up in pg county and you know growing up there were a lot of people of color in my area so as soon as i moved away Mm -hmm. it was the complete opposite yeah and like like for me it was weird and like to understand the scope of what like a very limited understanding because i'm not a person of color because but just simply understanding that like like where i was from like like it was normal to see like you know people of color teachers and like you know my doctor or you know the the principal and like that was just so normal for me so like seeing like how like whitewashed it was when i did move away it was like i need to like realize that and like take take care of the privilege that i had to see people of color in like places of power yeah and well yeah. you know yeah. in, in our, our community, community. Mm-hmm. so especially, I, the community. especially in the community we you need that representative you need that representation in order to make a safe space for everybody i think yeah that's really important that's really really important but i um, think that like it's like you but you see the influence of black culture and and, mm-hmm. and everywhere in america i i feel yes. and honestly everywhere in the world i feel like yes in general, people love black American culture, but black mm-hmm. Americans will kind of get this shit into that stick. You know, it's like we don't feel we don't feel physically wanted. We feel like our culture and our spirit is wanted, but not so much our us. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much us. Our ideas are like how to better our yeah. community. Um, and it's been that's that's really kind of where Kintsugi came from. Like just mm-hmm. thinking about how much I do love and enjoy being here in this country. I've never been anywhere else. I can't mm-hmm. I'm never I'll never be like death to America. This is my home. My grandma live here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like my my, my yeah. family's from here, from all up and down. So this I have to, you know, I'm not gonna abandon ship. I gotta try my best to, you know, do what I gotta do. And and this good starts right here. You know, it starts right here in my community, right here in, in Wilmington, Delaware. So uh, that song is just about how like I see it. You know, I see 
that it's a broken, it's broken system. But if we include the people that are here, that have been here, that built this country, that made this country what it is today, um, then we can make it better. We can make it better than it ever was. We can make it better than we ever thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah. And looking at, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're releasing the Franklin Tree EP in the fall. Mm-hmm. September 3rd. I think that's fall. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> that's not even fall. That's soon. Let's let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> um, so leading into that, are there any reoccurring themes um, in the EP that you kind of are taking in? Or is it kind of just like what you're feeling, what you felt in the last like year or so? Yeah, really just, uh, I feel like... So when I was writing the EP, I was I had just split with my partner at the time um, and I had moved out. I was living on my friend's third floor. Uh, It was like literally it was my ukulele. It was like a mattress. I had my laptop, a little workspace. But I just had like it was quarantines. I couldn't really go anywhere, do anything. So I kind of was just like stuck with my thoughts with these like Mm -hmm. white walls. And uh, to to not lose it, I just was like, I need to write down how I'm feeling. And that was when a lot of the, you know, the. Black Lives Matter, all, all that stuff was still really the forefront, you know? And I'm not saying that it's not, we've pushed it back. I still feel like those conversations are being had depending on your circle. And I try to keep my circle very like woke. I hate that mm-hmm. word, but at the same time, I'm like, if you're not, if you don't recognize it, I, I don't, you know, if you don't want to be educated, cause there's so much out there to be educated. I yeah. don't need to spend time educating you. You can literally Google it. <laughs> like you can Google systematic racism. You can Google all these things. You don't need, you know, um, so just being up there, I thought about my relationships with, with a lot of different things and my relationship for sure with America. Um, mm-hmm. I have some other songs coming out with uh, like, uh, I wrote a song about the breakup and, and about like how sometimes when you break up with somebody, it's not about the fact that you don't love them. It's about the fact mm-hmm. that you do love them, but the relationship has just changed. So yeah. sometimes in order to save it, you, you need some space and you need some time in order to be able to come back and be like, okay, I want to be here for you, but I have to be here for you in a different way. Can we make this work? Like just explore relationships I have a friend breakup song that was probably honestly that friend breakup was almost more dramatic if I have to be (laughs) if I have to be completely honest because we had been friends since we were children you know we had experienced so much honestly trauma together we seen each other at our best and at our worst Mm -hmm. and then just feeling very betrayed and and I was like okay I need to write this down I really kind of got to put this put this away so and then heavy was like uh the song the song that's out now was I had a friend that was helping me through my breakup, you know, just kind of being there for me emotionally and me feeling like, is this a thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> is this a thing? It wasn't. It's not. She's a great friend. But still, the, I couldn't. But at that point in time, it felt so real. Like, you know, yeah. I was so vulnerable and so emotional. So the whole EP really. And then the the it's called Franklin Street because the street that I was on was Franklin Street. The, it's the, the Franklin Street EP. It was just on this third floor with all these feelings and emotions. Um, and yeah, so it's just the whole thing really is just kind of me delving into relationships, uh, friendships, how I see the world and um, trying to process, really, really trying to process. And I think that's the best way to process is, you know, working through it in that such a way. And I think that's amazing. And I can't wait to hear it. Um, I'm hoping uh, one of them makes me cry. Oh, I I love to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a Pisces? Because I'm a Pisces. You're a Pisces? No, I'm I'm a Scorpio, though. You're my best friend sign. Incredible. Incredible. It all makes sense now. (laughs) Yes. My, my, okay, so like... I have two two Pisces friends and we're like we're like oh my gosh Pisces and Cancers I love Cancers too 
I'm like not too into astrology, but I do know like, you know, the the signs that work together well and that I know that I'm the stereotypical Pisces. Yeah, that's cool though. That's what I'm all right, that's why we're vibing. That's why we got big vibes going on, baby. The stars are doing something crazy. <laughs> um, so do you wanna play a quick game of quick picks where I make you quick pick a song with a very specific scenario? Yes. Okay. Um, so I've already picked mine because I will have a breakdown because I'm indecisive. Uh, <laughs> so the first one is you're stuck in a car with your in-laws and you have the ox and you're feeling a little bold, but a little playful. Um, I picked Dead Alive by Bon Jovi. I think that's a good crowd pleaser. It's kind of funny. It's, you know, it's something I would do. I'd like to play, play, play funny person. I don't like to keep it serious. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm stuck in the car with my in-laws. All right. If they were the ones that would have been my in-laws... <laughs> Which I do love them, so I'm not going to torture them. I want to play something I know they're going to like. Probably something like old school. Probably like her, her mom used to love to dance, and I used to love to dance with her. So I'm thinking like the Fugees. Ooh, Probably okay. something from the Fugees. Oh, I'm having a meltdown. <laughs> what was the one they did when it was like... um they sampled they sampled the Bee Gees. I can't remember the name of it, but it was oh so goodness. good. But we would uh, we would just be jamming to that. I um it's gonna blow my mind because I'm not gonna remember it. Cause I love sing alongs. I love when you're just yeah. like in a group of people and everybody's just like getting it. Screaming, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I'm always on stage. I'm always performing. So then people yeah. get weird around me. They're just like, no, I don't want to sing. Da, da, da. So I'm like, people like let loose. So that's something. Anything, <laughs> if I'm stuck in a car with somebody, I want to see you sing. Cause it's going to let, it's going to loosen you up. We're going to have a good time. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So the next one, you're a race car driver and you're anxiously waiting to start your biggest race of your career. Um, I'm thinking get the party started by Pink. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I would probably put Rihanna's Shut Up and Drive. Oh, yeah. Shut Up and Drive. Yes. I got to see her when I was when I was younger. So my my hip-hop band, we were getting... We were so mismanaged. I know they, they tried, but we were so mismanaged. But we got really, like, picked up and, like, interested in with, with a lot of labels. And one of them was Def Jam. And they gave us front row tickets to go see Rihanna. And I remember when she was doing that song, she had the dancers and they were all, like, busting on the car. And one of the dancers, she did, like, she went to hit the car and it the bat bounced back and hit her in her head. But she kept, she was like... Like she oh, kept going. I'll never keep moving. That. Yes, I was like, I hope she's okay. But I'm sorry. I know this supposed to be quick, but I'm no. That's fine. I I love that story, and I don't think I remember the last time Rihanna was touring. So that's I now know. I'm like, all right, will we get a Rihanna tour in the future? Will she, she ever make a record? We don't know. Money man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She's like too busy making real, 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 real money moves. I do love the Fenty Savage fashion shows up. Those like give me yeah. Life. She's she's a friggin' mogul, and oh my god, I I adore her. <laughs> um. And then we're going to do one more, and it's... So you're about to shoot your shot, similar to your song Heavy. Uh, what song are you playing to hype yourself up? I'm saying anything Meg the Stallion. I don't care which song it is, but anything by Meg, I'm playing. All right, you know, it would be definitely Doja Cat, because you can't <laughs> not feel frisky with some Doja Cat. And, like, yeah, the uh, whatever that song where she's just like, I feel like fucking something, because... <laughs> I love that Doja Cat dance, too. Like... <laughs> I know sometimes people are like, she's so problematic, but I, I really just, I, I stand her. I'm like, I love her. 
I didn't listen to her other than like the main mainstream stuff, and then I listened to the last record, not the one she just released, but the one prior, and I was like, "This is good." She's yo, she's a. Freak. I was like, like I know Tia Tamara was good, but then I was like listening to the rest of. The, I was like, <laughs> like an outer body experience. And then the, like the new records really really great too. But I was like, oh my god. And then she's just wild. She just looks like she's... so much fun. Like I want to party with her so bad. Probably. I mean, Honestly? I would. I feel like I would have to recover. It would take me like three days to recover because she seems like a lot. But also, and then some probably. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I would love to hang out with her, and I would play her music to get a kiss. Let me let me like pull, pull phone call. Excuse me, Doja. Is this Miss Doja? <laughs> I have a lady here who would like to speak to you. <laughs> Next time you're in the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> um so we're gonna end it here with one final question i i know it's it's sad we could we could really play quick pick all day except i'd have a mental breakdown about my indecisiveness <laughs> um so musicians have the ability and the platforms to leave a mark on the world in so many different ways um either bigger or smaller um what is one mark that you want to make on the world I just, I want my legacy to just be like, be who you are. Don't ever pretend to be anything other than what you are. And, and your flaws are okay. Um, some of your flaws are going to be the thing that's really going to connect you to, to other people. And and those connections, they help you better understand the world around you, which better helps you understand yourself. And, and knowing who you are is Oh my gosh. It's a it's a lifelong journey, but it's it's gonna it's the one. That's the one we're here for. So just be you, baby. Be you. Be honest with yourself and the people around you. I love that and now I wanna go conquer the world. Yes! <laughs> Shug Daniels, thank you so much. Thank you. This was absolute blast. I will be sharing this with everybody, including my grandma. <laughs> She's gonna love it. Uh, hey grandma. Hey Rosie, love you. <laughs>